coming for for those that don't know um tommy is like a huge detroit lions fan so and for lion fans this this has been like our our super bowl the the nfl draft i know both of us are excited next year that we'll actually be hosting so let me get your thoughts and then because i think we have two different opinions on what the Lions did in the draft totally two different opinions um, a lot of and this is the thing that I was trying to explain to people about the draft. Okay, these guys that the Lions picked up are not bums. Let's get this out. Let's get this out of the way. These guys are, are good players. They're not bums, but the draft order was not the correct order. I would have drafted these guys in. Also, the trading in and out of the draft, up and down. We start out with nine picks. We only pick eight players. Um, some of the just the drafting in and out. I feel like we got duped a couple times. It just felt like we um, could have had those players in which, other ones. Which, which one do you feel like we got duped? <laughs> well, the one out the gate, the number six pick. Um, I believe that it's once-in-a-lifetime generational players, Aaron Donalds, Khalil Max, Reggie Whites, those are the guys of that nature. I believe that Jalen Carter, Anderson, and Wilson, we talked about those three are once-in-a-lifetime generational players. You pass up on two of those guys, I couldn't believe it. And then you traded your pick. Um, I didn't understand it. And then at number 12, then you draft a young man that, even he was surprised, that was going to be drafted. You could have had him You could have had him at the number 18 pick, if that's what you were trying to do. Well, so... I guess the reports are now that the Patriots are planning on taking him at 17. That's so they had to jump. Yeah, I like, heard that crap. I, I believe so, it's trash. So a, a couple of things. Uh-huh. One, I the price that Houston paid to jump up to take Will Anderson, I, I don't. I don't know if I, if I would have paid that price. The Lions um, basically paid it. Like if you think about it, right? They traded in and out of the, the draft. So many, well, they traded up and down. They basically paid that price, if you really think about it. Like, they basically really paid that price. So, and you don't even have no picks from last year. And I believe that we got rid of Swift at a, a very, very cheap price. Um, I'm surprised they got anything for Swift, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I know it's going to, but they, they could have just squeezed out a little bit more, too. To a stacked Philadelphia Eagles team, you trade to you trade to a guy that's within our basically within our NFC division. So I'm just I don't know. I just didn't like all the moves, but they got guys that are good quality guys. Um, I didn't like the moves at the end of the draft too. You got a we're Michigan guys, right? You got Mike Morris out there. You got Ronnie Bell. You pick up this guy from Western Kentucky. I'm not buying it. Then you pick up this other guy from North Carolina. I watched Ronnie Bell get put in double coverage, all types of different schemes. He's a Michigan guy. He's solid. 
you pick up this other guy, I'm not buying it. I just thought that those two at the end were kind of iffy to me. I just So, I know some people don't believe in doing draft grades, but what do you think? How are you feeling? How would you grade um, what the Lions did? Well, what the Lions did, basically, you have a bunch of guys that are, I believe everybody in the draft is, is kind of a what-if kind of type of character person. Only certain guys that are in the draft that are, Guys that you know they're going to be solid. Like I said, Carter, Wilson, Anderson, those guys are going to be great. They just have the physical physique, the the physical stature. Those guys are going to be amazing. Well, I think they got three players that could potentially be great. See, that's the could and potentially. I don't believe that those guys are going to be good and potential. You get what I'm saying? Like Carter, Anderson, and Wilson are going to be great. Brian Branch, I believe, is it going to be a Oh, Branch is a – that that revived – that's the reason why I gave them a C-plus. Okay, I gave them a B plus. Okay, okay. They they almost had a B. So they almost had a B for me. It was funny because I, I was on Facebook the the night <laughs> of day one. And I saw your reaction like <laughs> I was pissed, man. So I understood what they were doing though. I didn't. It didn't make sense to so, me. So Jameer Gibbs, I think, is an upgrade over Swift. You can question the timing, considering that they just had signed um, David Montgomery for a three-year deal. Right. But I think I think J-Mo played a role in this deal, and here's how. Going into, at the end of the last season, pretty much everybody felt J-Mo was, is, is your, number, your deep threat, your mm-hmm. playmaker next to St. Brown. Right. J-Mo gets suspended. You need a new playmaker. I believe you'll see a lot of a lot of Gibbs and a lot of Montgomery sets on the field together. No, I, I can see that. Now you got two speedsters. I'm not disagreeing with the picks, but the guys could have been the order. You passed up on Carter. Now you look at Philadelphia Eagles. I just showed you a Philadelphia, photo. they might as well just call them Georgia, <laughs> the North. Um I just D line NFL. They are stacked. I like, believe they almost they got to be nine or ten deep now. They're nine deep, and then that's not even with the cornerbacks and the safety. I mean, it's just ridiculous out there. So, I mean, how do you even get you pass up on a generational talent? Well, I like Sue was a generational talent. Like you pass up on certain guys. So, like, and wow. I think that goes back to J Mo. J Mo being suspended. Having character issues, I don't know if the how if the Lion Parade to pay that price. Well, even if you didn't get get even if you don't get Carter, um, you try hard to get Anderson. Anderson was already gone. Yeah, and but, I and I I mean I can't fault the Lion for not because <laughs> the price that Houston paid to move up to three. But then Wilson comes out looking like freaking Damien from Friday or uh or uh. What's my man's from White Chicks? Oh. <laughs> he come out with his shirt off and he's flexing. I'm like, yo, this, they're like, he's six foot five. And I'm like, oh, Lord have mercy. Like, this dude is, so, he looks so, like he's going to just tackle the universe. I think one of the issues with Wilson, and I don't know if we'll ever get the full extent of his medicals with a foot, could have been an issue, could have been why um, the, the lion stayed away. Oh, that's tough, man. That, that. I do. So, 
would I would have I would love to pick Brad Holmes head just to see yeah where he had players rank because I, I'm almost certain Witherspoon had to be their number one player on the board. Yeah, because they traded right after that. After yeah, he was so it, it was like Seattle took him, and it was like, oh, the Lions have a trade. Yeah, I was like, oh, come on. But I just, man, I would have loved to see freaking Wilson or, or uh, Jalen Carter because Anderson was already gone. I, and we're going to pay for that, too, because like I said, now, we're going to play those guys. Now, I do wonder, and this may never come out, uh, if Brad Holmes called called and tried to move up to three to get Anderson. That's what I want to find out too. Like did he actually put in the the work and, and try to figure out like different moves to get Anderson or or how do they view the defense? Because do well, they, they actually they, like they the have guys to we have? they have to view the view the front four as a plus, right? Because you you don't take you don't take anybody in the first round. You don't take anybody in the second round. You Trade up into back into the third round to take, and you gave up a hell of a whole lot, um, three picks basically to to, to get uh, Martin, and I think he's a project at best. Yeah. So you you have they have to feel pretty comfortable. Obviously, linebacker was an issue because you probably take a guy that you could have gotten the second round. You take him with eighteen. Um, there's rumbling that a couple of teams was eyeing him in the 20s. So I get it. You get the quote-unquote number one linebacker in the draft. Obviously, they, they, we, I mean, Stevie Wonder could see that the secondary was terrible. Yeah, that's what I was like. What is going on here? You you spent money in free agency, um, Cam Sutton. But see, that was, that's why I like the pickup when they picked up the, uh, the safety. I was worried because Gardner Johnson, people don't realize he's on a one year deal. Yeah, he's on a so I feel yeah, like you like, just drafted his replacement. Exactly. That's why I was like, what what's going on here? And am I the only person that said, Hey, wait a minute, Carolina just rushed for three hundred and twenty yards in a pivotal game. Why are we not drafting somebody that can claw well, up that? So I'm I'm thinking and this is this is where I do have to question Brad Holmes. You re-signed Alex Alaloni. Right. But I could see can so you I could see if not this upcoming season Rodrigo and, and the camel being your one twelve linebacker. Right. That's what I was thinking. I'm like And then does this spill and I know um Derek Barnes is back from Brad Home first draft. But did you just draft his replacement too? Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. Okay, so and that's another thing too, Ronnie. I don't believe that like a lot of guys have to be replaced. Like, let's stack that defense. Why we can't have something like Philadelphia where there's mm-hmm. nobody taking a break? Like when guys are rotating in and out of that lineup, their lineup is so stacked that you're in trouble every down. Like yeah. it's no, it's no, it's no sleep. And that's what I thought the Lions were going to do, too. I'm like, maybe we're going to stack our defense up and, and go all out. But we wound up getting offensive players, and I was it just it blew my mind. I was well, like, you, yo. I, you knew they here? were going to take a tight end. Um, it's the Lions. Of course, they're going to always take a tight I, end. I would like to have seen, hypothetically, if, like, Joey Porter 
um, but still on the board when they when they pick third in the oh, second okay. round. If if they take him, um, hell, he has a a Disney movie <laughs> right. going on right now, going to play for his dad team. I just, it, I still think they're favored to win a division. That was a setup too. I believe that was a setup by the NFL. He oh. just magically falls into that. Well, you had you had what's the the kid Arizona drafted his dad. His dad's yeah. It just felt like it was a setup, and I didn't like it. It it was a setup, and it made us look foolish. But then in the end, everybody said, "Oh, I like the draft." Like I said, the Lions didn't draft any bums. Yeah, because I'm. I think the gripe is. We watched your defense get burned up front. Over and over, all those games that we lost, it was from. The, I remember the Seattle game. All we had to do was stop them on like what fourth and six, and we couldn't yeah, even stop so the run. They ran maybe, straight through the middle. Maybe, um, Holmes is, is counting on Campbell being a run stopper, a linebacker. Mm. He he does move side. The only the only place I'm concerned about him is if he has to fall back in the coverage. Even that though too. even though Blake Quorum did make him look foolish at one point, <laughs> and that's my thing. Like, okay, he won he won the award a year before last. He was really good. This year, Iowa was awful. Um, Alabama was not that great this year. Um, North Carolina wasn't really great that, this year. We had a lot of teams that weren't really great. So the bread and butter was basically TCU, Georgia, Michigan, and uh, and Ohio State. How do you not pick up Morris and Ronnie Bell again late in the draft? I'm still I'm still sitting I'm, here I'm stuck. So I don't. I was waiting to see if they picked up uh, Moody and then yeah, San Francisco like, yeah. with the third round pick. Um, New England to me, they I don't know what the hell they were doing taking a kicker and a punter in the same draft. <laughs> New England just do New England things. They they drafted like all defensive guys. So when they said they were gonna pick somebody, they drafted like one or two offensive, but basically all defense. So when they when I got word that hey New England was gonna jump up there, New England wasn't gonna get that guy. New England was gonna draft a defensive player. Yeah. So I I I know we Monday morning quarterbacking it or Monday night quarterbacking right. kind of, but I would like to have seen just had the Lions they. Take somebody else at twelve. What the Patriots do at seventeen? Right. Um, to see how serious they were about taking it. Gibbs. I know he's being com- compared to um, Kamara. That's 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 high high praise. So yeah, Christian McCaffrey. I heard. I heard. Yeah. So I heard things. somebody. Did. Yeah. I was like, yo, this guy must be. But no, he he balled out this season. We watch a lot of college football. Me and you both. And they they only do show so many teams. And his team. They showed them a lot. They showed Alabama. Oh, did you Georgia see them? Uh, speaking of college football, CJ Stroud. Did you yeah. hear what about his highlight package? Yeah. <laughs> they were like, "Where's the Michigan game?" Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to see that highlight package. They don't want to see that. Oh, wait a minute. Speaking of college football, real quick, why are so many people dropping out of Michigan and, and transferring? Like, what's going on? They got hit with three transfers. So already. I'm not so I'm not concerned about the the players that transfer from Michigan, um, mainly because at safety, I mean they're deep. Yeah. Um, AJ Henney, they're deep at wide receiver. The only place that may hurt Michigan with his transfer is 
punt and kickoff return. Yeah. Michigan uh, State. Nikhil Hill Green. Yeah. Um, from, I mean, he followed somebody that used to be on the Michigan staff last year, so I get that. They're pretty deep at linebacker, and they pretty much they picked up the kid from Nebraska in the transfer portal, which was like the number one linebacker in the portal. Yeah. So... I think his playing time is going to be limited, so I'm not too worried. Now, if I'm Michigan State, yeah, that the walls is burning. The yo, walls is super burning. Yo, your starting quarterback transferred. Your number one wide receiver for the past two seasons is in the portal, and your number one cornerback is in the portal. Right, like what happened here? And okay, quarterback, mm, it's a push. He was in the competition. I get it. But your wide your wide receiving core was already thin. Your secondary was worse than the Lions last year, so I don't. <laughs> if this is a job security year for Mel Tucker, oh, he's in trouble. Well, he just signed that major deal. Now this is the thing with Mel Tucker. I heard word on the street is that he pushes those guys too hard, and that's the reason why a lot of guys are are running away and. They say that it doesn't make football fun in East Lansing, um, especially when they're not in their winning ways, too. So you had them jumping a player. It seems like they're very undisciplined. You had them jumping a Michigan player last year and yeah, so doing all types of other things off the field activities. So I don't, I don't I don't like to say it's a make or break year, but you go in the COVID year, you went at what, 11 to 2. Last year, you crapped the bed. Might be, might be, it might be a make or break year. Um, I say that on fire them, but I think that Michigan State they had the opportunity to be decent. These I, other teams aren't going to be great. Like I last think year the the issue, um, that he's going to have is if they don't win at least eight games, is the contract. Right, he's right. top ten high as hell. He makes more than Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, that's true. He does. He makes way more than Jim Harbaugh. So that that. If I'm Michigan State, if I'm Dion in Colorado, <laughs> remember I picked them to, to win, what, eight games this upcoming season? You changed your mind yet? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but I'm strongly considering it when you see what, they lost, like, what, 41 players in the portal? <laughs> yeah. That's why I was like, what is going on here? It was like everybody was like – even after, so this is the part that <laughs> even the that, people he brought that, over <laughs> that concerns me about the whole Dion situation in Colorado. <laughs> if you lose 15, 20 players when you first get there, understandable. You said you were bringing Louis Vuitton with you, got it. Right. But you lost like 18 guys after the screen game. That's concerning, especially when one of the people that you lose. <laughs> Well, had like a was a wide receiver that had like 160 yards during the spring game. Exactly. If I'm a Colorado fan, because I'm very concerned because I don't think I know the second transfer portal window just closed and people will be changing team, but you got 20 something <laughs> roster spots to fill, and it's. April, so this is after spring, so the next time they'll actually be able to practice with you is the fall. Rodney, they got a long way. That's what I was trying to explain to you. They only won, what, one game last year? They were 1-11. They, 
they got a long way to go. Hell, and I think the ceiling right now for them is five <laughs> wins. That's what that's what I was telling you. Like they're gonna win eight. I'm like, mm. and we went over the the games. So I'm like, they're not gonna win those games. I possibly get them three, but what what Colorado was hoping for is just off of Dion's name that he'll bring in a lot of guys. I mean, well, he brought and like you said, this is the concerning part. He brought in some guys. Taylor Upshaw from Michigan transferred to Colorado, and now it's back in the portal. See, that's the thing. It's Colorado. I could see if Dion was back in Florida, give me yeah, the, I, the, or or Los Angeles. Give and, me somewhere really nice, Texas. He's in Colorado, and we had You're a discussion from, when he was considering Colorado and South Florida, and we both were kind of like, "Take the South Florida, <laughs> yeah, take the South Florida." Are you serious? Why would you even go there? So it's a lot of it's a lot of things that these guys are battling. I mean, going they to do Colorado, have a beautiful facility now. Though. Oh no, the facility is beautiful, but. I'm a young guy. I want to hang out. And if I'm going to hang out, at least... I'm not me... going to Boulder. Yeah, I'm not going to <laughs> Boulder. It's nothing to do in Boulder. Like, come on. Yeah, so... so Michigan State, Colorado, I, I just feel like the panic level should be at all time high. Yeah. And and, and don't get rid of Dion just yet, guys. Yeah. A plus I, is what? Three wins? If they win three, that's... Two more than I mean, they won last year. You're, you're going from one win. Hell, I think they only had like three wins over the last three years or something ridiculous. Hell, Mel Tucker <laughs> won the most games as a coach, and he was under 500 there. So in his yeah. one season, I think he was five and seven. Yeah, it's a huge difference between a Michigan State that has a winning culture. You go – they had, what, D'Antonio, right? Yeah. So – I mean, they have a winning culture there that was already set in place. Michigan does, too. Um, the Gators do, too. Florida State. i never seen since... Uh, what was the... I can't even think of his name. What's the one quarterback? They beat Michigan. I Cordell can't, Stewart. Cordell Stewart. Flash. That's the last time that they won anything. I, yeah, other that, than that, they haven't when, won anything. Yeah, they had the Hail Mary. <laughs> yeah, that's the last time they was good. Other than that... Trash. So speaking of Michigan, and then we can move on to uh, the NBA because I'm I'm real curious to get your take on these uh, <laughs> semifinal games. Michigan had a I just saw it today a very unique thing happen in the draft. So nine players drafted third most of any school, like that. Out of those nine players, guess how many were top three hundred in the recruiting class? Wow. Well, that's tough, so right? So, nine guys, how many were in the top 300 when they were recruits? I'm going to I'm gonna roll with six. One. Whoa, really? Yeah. Wow. I'm blown away. <laughs> I am blown away. I, yeah, so. I would have never thought that. Talk about player development. Yeah, those guys are, they're, that's some legit development. Like, why would I want, why would I not want to go to Michigan? If I'm seeing they're developing players like this, like why would you not? Yeah, so I saw that and I was I did like a double take. I'm like nine players drafted, only one of them was a top three hundred recruit. Well, man, that means hardball to man, and yeah. that that whole staff is like balling. Yeah, that's really legit. And shoot, you keep ringing on Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell was only a two star recruit. Michigan was his only D one football offer. Whoa, that's crazy. 
And he's mad nice, too. And for him to be drafted that late in the draft, I know he has a chip on his shoulder. And Mike Morris comes from an athletic family. Yeah, like, you know, so his sister. Yeah. And I, with assisted. <laughs> I went and I looked up the tape, and I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, the Lions have a big opportunity to get Mike Morris. You know, like a lot of people are sleeping on him. I looked at all the footage, and I'm like, man, Mike Morris is really good. Mm-hmm. And then I, I see they picked up the young man from Western Kentucky. I'm like, what are we doing? And then I tried to look up the footage on him. I'm like, this is it. Yeah, it's funny that you brought up that uh, <laughs> Ronnie Bell will have a chip on his shoulder. Brian Branch is going to have a huge chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Supposed oh, he's going to be pissed. Yeah, supposed to go in the first round, <laughs> went 45th. Only player that was in the green room that, that was stuck there yeah. that came back. So <laughs> I feel like he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. Um, Hendon Hooker. Yeah. Hooker is going to be have one. And Levis. Levis got it. Come on, bro. Levis should have just a chip on his shoulder. He should just be pissed at ESPN and ABC for as many times as they showed him and his, yeah. his, his family. I don't so, know if that was his girlfriend. He was yeah. irritated with everybody. I, yeah, I was, was so like, irritated with her. <laughs> Yo, but I, I can't. I can't blame him. You, you, you being told that you might go too. And then you do go too, but it's the second round too. I, and see, this is one of this is what I'm saying. I'm I think the Lions, the Lions, and the the Houston Texans destroyed the draft. <laughs> they did. They destroyed the draft, and then the Cardinals for helping the Lions destroy the draft. Cause like I like I said, I watched the one with Michael Parsons and DK Metcalf, and they were talking about uh you know they were doing their variation of the draft. And Michael Parsons was he was damn near in tears. Like how you guys let Jalen Carter go to the Eagles. He's like, oh my god, he he was going crazy on well, camera. <laughs> he's like, what? Michael Parsons should be the one going crazy because it's in his division. Yeah, he's about to lose his man. I said, I'm so glad we so don't play him this I, I year. I don't know if if the Lions' strategy is to outscore every team. Though <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. The score is gonna be like a million to a million. Like you just, I know Jerry Goff has his faults, but you got St. Brown. You got to give now. J-Mo coming back after six games. Yeah. You still, um, Reynolds has a good connection. They drafted a tight end. Yeah. You got Montgomery. That's what I believe. I believe the Lions, that's what their philosophy is. Hey, let's just try to outscore everybody. Because with that defense, if it's the same defense from last year, it really wasn't great. I'm hoping that we, we got a guy from the 49ers that had let's play what one or two games over the past couple years. Yeah. Cause he's messed his Achilles up, but he was really good the year before. Yeah, he was Yeah. If not their number one corner, they're 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 two. So So I'm like, how's he gonna bounce back this year? Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. But once again, it just proves how big um, the NFL is is April, yeah. Well, now May first, and, and we're, we're sitting here talking football. And hell, we just had two big upsets in the NHL. Boston goes Huge. down in overtime. The Seattle Kraken, the expansion team, knocks <laughs> out the, def- the the defending Stanley Cup champ, the Avalanche. Yeah, Steph Curry in the NBA went. Curry-ish, I don't know how else to say it, 50 point, like eight rebounds, six assists, um, ridiculous stat line. Nuts. Now we have 
Lakers, Golden State. Oh, don't forget about Giannis Denver, and those Bucks Den- getting Denver, kicked out too. Denver, Phoenix. <laughs> well, I told you that. Mike, you Mike, told me that too. Mike Budenholzer is one of the worst in-game coaching adjustments, and I know. Um, but they had so many injuries, Rodney. That's what I, I just didn't get. Like you knew that, and then they lost Hero. I didn't expect that to happen. Like, they, did they, you see they, that coming? They, they played a man in Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I was trying to figure out how the hell does Jimmy Butler drug test that man? How is he playing defense against Giannis and scoring 50 points, 40 points? Like, how is and he talking And whole talking time. crap the whole time. Like, what the hell is going on? So, it's it's funny because we got Lakers, Golden State, nice little... I won't call it a rivalry, but nah, yeah. they played pretty good series in the past. Yeah, I don't, LeBron I don't and, like and that. Steph is always a good show. Right. We're old enough to remember the the uh, Miami New York hatred. Just Van Gundy yeah. hanging <laughs> off in their life. I love seeing those clips of them just getting dragged around like a rag doll on Lonzo Mourning's leg. Yeah, that that used to be a must see. TV playoff series. Miles of Morning, Larry Johnson. Um, it was bad and badder, basically. Uh, Denver, Phoenix. And, you know. Well, well, Rodney, look, most of those series started already. I need to know, because since you, you've been Negro Domus, <laughs> who do you have in these series? I know, I, you know, we didn't know before. I asked you before. You was right. You was right. But who do you have? Now, the series already started. Let's go first with the Heat. So, I got the Heat and six. Yeah, Heat and six. I see that, too. Especially after... Uh, Maybe five. But I'm saying six is Jimmy <laughs> Butler is questionable for game two. Yeah, I can see that, too. But the Knicks are so overrated to me. They're overrated. They got man. one player. Jalen Brownson. I like Julius Randle, too, but... He 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 does too much sometimes. Like he, he wants to be the point guard. Yeah, he and then he disappears some games. Yeah, when it's going gets tough, like he disappears and gets to talk and smack and and the rest of the guys are just net really not. They're there. Yeah, they're there. I just yeah. Yeah. So that. he over Nixon six, Boston over Philly. This they this, play tonight. Yeah, this series might cost um, Doc Rivers his job. Well, Embiid's always hurt every year. Though. Yeah, he I, if, he picks the worst possible time to get hurt, too. <laughs> like, at least AD got hurt in the season. Oh, oh, Philly, <laughs> Philly's ahead. Okay. When it, if it's a hard and there's a way. Yeah, but I, I still like Boston. I ain't even had to say anything. I already knew already. <laughs> that damn, you know what, Marcus Smart, I got a thing, brother. Quit talking smack and play ball. You're pissing me off. Marcus Smart has been talking smack since he was born, probably. You got two points tonight, and you checking James Harden, and he got 39 points, and he's going to work on you. I'm quite sure he's going to get 40 ball. It's like six minutes left. Get yourself together, bro. Golden State Lakers. Uh, Strength in numbers. I don't know. That's that, this this this. So yeah, the Golden State series, Lakers series. I feel like it's more of a toss up now. Eighties playing like eighties in the bubble. Eighty mm-hmm. scary. 
Um, since they made the trade for D'Angelo Russell and hell, they reinvented their roster on the fly. They're like one of the top defensive teams in the league. Yeah. Um, Golden State and Lakers are like one, two, and rebounding in the playoffs. I feel like it could go either way. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Golden State though. Oh, that's tough. I I'm gonna say Lakers in seven. Okay. Um, I got go. I'll say Golden State in six. Golden State in six. Okay, and then we have Denver, uh, Phoenix, and Phoenix forgot that the <laughs> first game has started. <laughs> I I think Denver just got too much. Denver is ten deep. Yeah, they got too much, man. It's just it's hard. They Denver even, got so much. They can that, even go deeper than that ten, which yeah. is scary. Denver's so deep, even a coach can't mess this up. <laughs> yeah, you can't. It's impossible to mess this up. Hell, Mike Budenholzer couldn't mess this up. Yeah, you got way too many. You got so many play. I was trying to tell one of my my buddies at work, like, listen, they got so many players to throw at Booker and at Kevin Durant. It's impossible for those guys to be going off of forty apiece or even. Getting so many points. And Aiden, too. He's Aiden's not going to get 20-something you know, points. You know what it reminds me of? What? The 4 Pistons when they played the Lakers, and they just have body after body to throw at Shaq. And then yeah. They could, they could commit so many people to, to Kobe. Yeah, it's just impossible. You got way too many people to check these guys. Devin Booker, you got to go against Contavious Caldwell. I would never thought I would be saying that in my life. <laughs> But Caldwell Pope actually all plays these decent former, defense. All these former Pistons. <laughs> then I'm about to go to Brown. Now you got Brown on you too. So they threw so many bodies at Booker. And they was playing. They played them tough. Like it was hard for them to, to move around. Now you got Gordon. You can throw Gordon. You could throw Porter. You can you can keep going. Like on the bench, they got a couple other guys. Like how the hell is Kevin Durant and Booker supposed to get around all these defensive schemes that's just centered around and, them? And so another thing that's the issue with Phoenix though is once you get past Booker and KD, what you got? Right, and Aiden, Aiden's going to get into foul trouble trying to check the Joker. Yeah, so I don't, I mean. And Chris Paul's just old, is what it is. <laughs> he's just old, man, and he's he's going to get, he got to chase Murray around. It's just a bad matchup. Yeah, so I would love to see Denver go in the state Western Conference Final, or even Denver Denver and the Lakers. What about a Denver championship this year? They're stacked. I, I I see it. I mean, never thought I'd say it, but I mean, <laughs> they are stacked. How I, the hell did they get all those people on their salary cap? You ever thought about that? Yeah. I, well, same thing with Golden State. That's insane to me. I don't get it. I know Golden State is paying like a boohoo luxury tax, but I mean to Draymond Steph. Clay, Poole. That's insane. Um, Wiggins. Yeah, I, I don't get it. That's insane. Kaminga. You just Kevin, keep going. Even though Kevin Looney was probably the second best player yesterday. Didn't they bring Peyton the second back? Right? Yes. Didn't he just sign a huge contract in, to, in Portland. Portland? How the hell did... And the Pistons can't even afford a fucking large pizza. <laughs> and from Little Caesars. <laughs> from Little Caesars in Little Caesars Arena. <laughs> And, like, you looking at these teams, I had mentioned that with New Orleans, too. How you got, you got Williams, you got uh, Zion, you got, uh, you got, uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, I can't think of his name. Um, I see his face. 
You know what I'm talking about? Um, the uh, Ingram. Yeah. yeah. You got Ingram. Ingram. Yeah, you got CJ McCollum. You got uh, Valachunas. But so. You got, it's just, I can keep going. It's just sad. Why we on it? Why Why you bring up the Pelicans? Zion. Oh, no. I have, I, I have completely lost all respect for Zion Williamson. When he said, until I feel like Zion, he wasn't coming back. I mean, we grew up watching players, hell, Ronnie Lott get his hand, damn, finger caught in the helmet, yeah. cut that mic off. I don't know how many injuries Kobe played through. Al Iverson. Hell, Matthew Jeez. Stafford, with his first or second year, yeah. damn, shoulder popped out. Just <laughs> Still went at it. And for you to say, with pretty much your team playoff chances on the line, oh, I'm not coming back to I feel like Zion. Who's, you know what, I, who's feeding this to him? Because I know they were holding him out because they want, you know, maybe they want him to be at his best potential. They tried a weight loss program with him from what we were told. Yeah, because his knees have to be shot. Yeah, like, they tried all these different things. I can't believe now, I just read an article, that Zion has missed more games in his past couple of years than LeBron's missed his whole career. I I, I believe it. That's insane. And the, 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 the crazy thing is, when Zion was healthy, they were, like, fighting for the one seed in the West. That's true. And he was actually balling out, too. Yeah. I, I got him in my fantasy team, and then he went down, and it just was over with. And how do you even, how do you even, if you're Zion, how do you even consider yourself, like, one of the top elite players in the NBA when you can't even stay on the court? Yeah. So, I don't. <laughs> they're paying him all that money. Yeah. I, and I like the, I like the Pelicans, the way they're set up around him, but. Maybe we call him Mr. Glass and and retire for AD. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know. Yeah, now I feel like Stephen A. Smith yelling out. What do you say? He needs to retire. <laughs> he needs to just go ahead and retire. No, bro. Stephen has to yell. When he said that, I was like, yo, yo, he can't just say people just need to retire, man. Like it is what it is, man. Yeah. Injuries are part of the game. You yeah. So just, I'm just. Man. I don't know. I'm just. I'm wondering. Long term, what, where, because like you said, they committed all this money to Zion. You have a good core if you, if Zion stays healthy. Right. But, I mean, Willie Green did a hell of a job coaching, but when your star players. Yeah. Not coming back to, I feel like Zion. Yeah. What can you do then? And I hope that they don't try to. Fire Willie Green. I think Willie Green, even though Zion's been hurt, he's done a great job. Yeah, um, I, I keeping agree. that team intact. So, did you watch the Garcia Tank fight? I watched the Garcia Tank fight. Thoughts yeah. seven round and vicious. <laughs> well, I thought Tank controlled the fight the whole way yeah. through. Um, and I think the scorecards pretty much said that too. Yeah, basically through it and. It got to the point. I don't think Garcia has any power like that because it seemed like Garcia was trying to let go of a flurry of punches and like he still just couldn't really. Yeah, it's, it was like it was no power behind it him because a couple times I'm like, man, he got tanked good, and they showed on the replay. And I'm like, it's like he hitting him with a pillow, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Just... Either he don't have no punching power or Tank got one of the strongest chins <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen. So did you hear about the rumor about somebody in his camp giving away um, injuries that he had sustained yeah. during the fight camp? Yeah. I don't believe that one bit. Yeah. Because if that if he would have if he would have had that information from the beginning, he would have been put him out. As soon as mm-hmm. the fight started, he wouldn't have picked the sixth round to put him out. So, um, I just believe that when he hit him a couple times, he saw that he was flinching and he was like on that side a little bit, and then that's when he finally put him to sleep when he hit him on that side again. So, um, liver shot, rib shot, whatever you want to call it, it was a hell of a shot. It whatever. was a hell of a shot. I put anybody down. So let's let's talk about the last twenty minutes. Music, what you listening to? Oh wow! Uh, anything new? Anything new? Let's see. Um, not necessarily anything really new. Um, just been listening to some some old school R and B. Um, who album R&B did I get? Tommy. I get somebody. I gave somebody an album a shot this uh this week. I can't think of which album it was. Did you listen to that B.O.B. album? I didn't. Oh, my God. I feel terrible now. I didn't give B.O.B. album a try. Yeah. It, oh, it, I listened to some of Jack Harlow's new album. That's why I couldn't remember. It It's not memorable. Yeah, it's I'm not listening to Jack Harlow's <laughs> album. Yeah, it's um, forgettable. I'm still trying to get... get it in my head that he's gonna be in this new white man can't jump. Yeah, and he's not really a baller like that. Um, who else did I listen to? Oh, yeah. Swiss Beats. Yeah, they should. They should. Yeah, I like the Swiss little EP. The Swiss, yeah, Swiss Swiss Beats EP. I listened to that. That was dope. I can't believe I forgot. But yeah, Swiss Beats. Um, I listened to Peasy album, uh, Ghetto album. It's straight. It's okay. Um. I didn't listen to Smokey Robinson uh, gas. Yeah, I <laughs> nasty man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, and shoot, he spoke. Did you hear about the excerpt in his his book about yeah. him and Diana Ross? That's what I said, Mister Nasty Man. <laughs> <laughs> I said, damn, Diana, Smokey and uh, yeah, Bear. But I know Smokey been smoking some, uh, you know, been smoking <laughs> some of the hottest women. He put them in a the pack. Yeah. Uh, that's Smokey Robinson, man. Yeah, but he, I, I'm surprised he, he came he, out. Though. He was like, "Just look at the eyes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Look, just look at the eyes. <laughs> oh, and I listened to Post Malone, um, the Diamond Collection. I'm a huge Post Malone fan, so it made me want to go back and listen to all his albums and stuff. So, I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, um, every time I th- the first. Post Malone song I heard was what was it called White Iverson was that it Oh yeah that was pretty dope yeah and then I like Congratulations and um what else he had um up there the first album was so was so dope to me man I I thought that was a pretty good album so they they got all these re- white man can jump looking forward to it I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to it man I don't I don't know it's just like I just wish. I guess everything deserves a remake, but it's like some stuff is just timeless. The original House Party, yeah, White Man Can't Jump. Um, it takes you back to that that time and and place. I love the A League of Their Own series on, on Amazon Prime, but it's that's nothing, actually good. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, if you haven't done so, um, check out the league up there. The one thing I will say that I that I thoroughly enjoy uh-huh. about the series that wasn't an original movie is there's actually black people in this one. So it's actually black people. <laughs> you are right. Like they didn't forget about us in this one, and it's really funny too. Yeah. So yeah. um, it's it it's dope. I am looking forward to. I probably might go home and, and watch it tonight. The White House Plumbers on HBO Max about <laughs> no, Watergate. <laughs> no, yeah, I, did, I haven't. I haven't even. You've been watching it? Well, it just is first episode is today. Oh, so. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, I I haven't. Uh, I haven't really heard nothing about it. But somebody told me that it was good, and they watched it before they came into work today, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I thought it probably was out already, but today is the first episode. Yeah. Okay, so they must. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's a it's a bunch of streaming stuff. Um, the 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 twisted metal series. I can't wait to see that July twenty seventh. Ah oh, yes, it's, it's a it's funny because like I remember like summer was as a kid where like nothing new came on television like it was just all reruns. But now with all the streaming, like it, it sets up pretty well. You got your summertime show that you can just stream. Yeah, you can't. It's like it's it's hard for you not to find something interesting to watch yeah. on TV. Like I, of course, I I keep up with my Family Guy and uh, American Dad and all that stuff. Yeah, too, but so. it's like every time a series ends, it's like okay, something else new pops. Yeah, in. like you isn't is no sleep, man. Like you can watch TV for days. Netflix is gonna give you a series, and they might take it away from yeah. you. You never know. <laughs> oh, the Bear season two should be coming out. Oh. Um, I can't wait for that to come out. Come on, Hulu. Give us the bear. or uh, Hulu and FX. The yeah, bear. So, they. Speaking of series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They coming out, too. Snowfall. Oh, man. How you feel about the ending? Uh, I, I, I got a lot of people wanna... that said that they didn't like how Franklin's story um, ended. I wanted him to be... I wanted him to be on top, but... Um, all good things must come to a a, a fall, man. And, and, and fall he, fell, he did. Yeah, he fell hard. And hit every damn stair on the way yeah. down. <laughs> I'm like, man. But I mean, we got a lot of Franklins like in Detroit. Yeah. So um, the Leon moment though. Yeah. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about Leon? Like, do you believe Leon should? Do you believe that his family and, and the people that he helped out? Because if you look at that whole series, he's always helping people out the whole series. You know, yeah. Even if he got to rob Peter to pay Paul, and then they feel like when he was down and out, like basically nobody was in his corner, like which which I agree with. It 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 was just interesting to see Franklin and Leon the the arc of the characters at at that end. Um, Right, and kind of the the whole six season, this last season to see the full transformation of different characters: Franklin, Leon, Franklin's mom. Mm-hmm. And first she went down with it. And it's, yeah, then, yeah. Uh, the the tribute to John Singleton and walking past the movie set. I thought that was good. I'm I'm glad they just didn't kill off Franklin though, because that would have been too predictable. Well, you know, I've heard it's a spinoff. 
Yeah, with um, Leon and um, yeah. Wanda. Yeah, and I think that that's perfect to keep him just lingering around. Maybe he'll get himself together. Maybe he won't. Yeah, but it's, it's, it, it was very interesting for him basically to turn into a father. Right. See, I see. I like that too, man. Like, so now I'm excited about the spinoff and the possibilities. And like you said, I'm glad they didn't kill him off because every man goes through a struggle. I know his is a crack struggle, but, <laughs> but you, like, you smoke crack, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> but maybe he'll bounce back and he'll be great again, man. Like, you know, it's just everybody loves a good American story, and a lot of a lot of stories do end in tragedy like this. But he didn't die. Yeah, around. so I'm, I'm, it's to be determined. Um, yeah. They they left it open for interpretation, maybe. Um, in the 2000, he gets his, his life together. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, we don't seen it. Yeah, so I'm. I I think it's interesting to see the the dynamics, especially if they do go through with this spinoff to see what happens. I just hope it ain't 76 spinoff like um, Power, because yeah. at this point I can't keep up with all the damn Power spinoffs. <laughs> I want to know like where do they start at too, like. Do you start like I know it's a I feel like you gotta go in and fill out Wanda character. Right. I was thinking that too. Like where do you start off at? Do you start them like right off where they picked off at? Do you do you put them a couple years ahead of time? Do you start them in the nineties? Yeah, so that you, yeah. I'm I'm real curious to see how how they determine um uh, where where to pick the story up off at. Cause I mean, Wanda was in the series, but you don't get a lot of the Wanda background story. So that's true. You don't. You don't. So before we get out of here, we got about two minutes left. My, one of my favorite times of the year is fast approaching the WNBA season. <laughs> I knew I knew you was gonna say that, and that stacked team that you so love. Oh, you, you got to be coming on over to the Las Vegas Aces now to your girl, yeah. Candace Parker. I was always Asia a, Wilson. I was always a fan of the Aces, man. Like, I, I, no shade. I, they got a hell of a practice. Did you see the? I loved them. Did you see the practice facility? Nice, insanely nice. <laughs> they got a better practice facility than some NBA teams. <laughs> Man, they got a, and I heard they they got like some legit ownership like uh, coming too. Like they got great owners already, but I yeah, Mark. They, I think Mark Davis is a better owner for the Aces than he is for the Raiders at this point. I never would have imagined that. Would you even imagine that? No. Yeah, Mark Davis is actually, but I heard he's trying to pass it on now, and they might be losing the coach too. You hear about that? We're not here to talk about the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> yeah, they might be losing. I the owe it to these women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I. They might, man. They might. So here's the theory. Let's just say hypothetically they lose Becky Hammond. If I'm the Aces, do I do I make a a trip down to Columbia, South Carolina? Ooh, that'll be a nice move. I say do it. And say, come on, Don Staley. That'll be it. That's he'll a be, hell of a story. He'll yeah. be reunited with her, one of her all-time favorite players and Asia Wilson. Yeah. 
I, I can see that happen. That'll be you talking about some of the draft, the NFL draft, and how it was like Disney story, like with Porter Jr. and then the one dude from Arizona. This is a Disney story right there. Yeah. So, um, if I'm, if the Aces do lose Becky Hammond, I, I do think you got to pick up the phone and see if if Don is interested in, in leaving women's college basketball. I know she says she's not interested in in an NBA job, but I think she would be intrigued. Yeah, you got a winning team like right in front of you. Like, you got Jackie you. Young, Kelsey yeah. Plum, Asia, possibly right. talking Candace into playing another year. Yeah, like Candace is timeless, of course. Candace is timeless. Like, why would you not? And this year would be the year. And I feel like this is the year where the WNBA needs. You got it set up. You got to. Basically, two super teams in, in New York and in Vegas. You need to be That's marketing true. both of them. Um, I, I can't. I wish I'm gonna be in Phoenix, but during the WNBA All Star break, maybe. Oh, that'd I be dope. Wish I was closer to Vegas. Is that where the game is? <laughs> <laughs> that'd so, be nice, right there too. Yeah. So I'm. I'm excited. I, I thoroughly I try to watch as many WNBA games as as possible. I probably actually watch more WNBA games at this point than NBA. It seems like I can see that. I yeah. can see that. It feel like it feel like okay, you got the summertime, so you can kind of hang out with you being a teacher. Yeah. So like you can you off, so you can kind of experience the games, and like you don't have to work and like work getting away and everything. So you're relaxing your mind, and it's nothing like watching a nice WNBA game while you do that. So mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. Yeah, so it it'll be. I want them to expand. So it's funny because I've been thinking WNBA expansion, and then I thought. How to make the XFL and the USFL more successful. And I think I have a solution. Okay. What's the solution? I, I think St. Louis has showed us the roadmap. DC is an anomaly because the fact that all them fans show up at the DC game. But St. Louis is in an area that's been deprived of an NFL team. So I feel like they should expand to um, places that... Have a have a hunger for an NFL team, Portland, right. Oregon. I can see that. I like that. Yeah. Um, even like Columbus, Ohio. I can see that, because Columbus got they got a hockey team. Yeah. They got a soccer team. Mm-hmm. I can see them with something like that. Nice little football team. Albuquerque, yeah. New Mexico. Like I'm. Yeah, um, no, they they need that too. Show so I, I feel like if these the secondary leagues want to be more successful, go go to some markets that that don't have an NFL team. I know. Um, I was looking at something recently where they were talking about how to achieve a a forty team NFL league. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, so I just I just feel like some of the areas, San Diego. Yeah, because they need a they need a team bad. Yeah. San Diego. Um what else I was gonna say too? Yeah, you're right. Like why don't you jump around in like Austin, Texas? Yeah. Yeah, like 
Go places where there's no teams at, and then you could throw a team in there. I, I I like that. That's a good strategy. Yeah. So I I just feel because like you you think about it, the Las Vegas Aces, no NBA team there, highly hugely successful. Connecticut Suns, hugely successful. Right. St. Louis with the XFL, them damn games be rocking. Man, you ain't lying. D- <laughs> DC is an anomaly because the fact that DC draw fans the way that they do yeah. um, is is insane. And that whole DC region, you got the XFL team and basically two NFL teams in Baltimore and Washington. And you got the DC United. Even though the Washington football team... They need. I hope the sale go through because I don't know what they were doing in the draft. I hope the sale go through also, but to who though? Because you had the one dude um, I think, from Duke. Yeah, so I think it's two rival groups. I know Magic Johnson is part of one of them. Um, <laughs> in other crazy ownership news, did you see Snoop Dogg has joined the um, ownership group that's bidding to buy the um, Ottawa Senators? <laughs> yeah, I just seen that too. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Like, Snoop Dogg got so much money. Yeah, but Chris Rock says Snoop Dogg is the spokesperson for everything. I'm like, he doing hockey now. Like, Yeah, Little John got him into that, man. Because uh, uh, Little John was messing with the Atlanta Thrashers when they were around. Yeah, so yeah. I just, I I, I chuckled when I, I immediately thought about that Chris Rock joke. Um, I hope he, he gets it, though. I hope so, too. Like, that'll be good for him. I, I can see Snoop Dogg being a good spokesman for or and a good owner for his uh, NHL team. Oh, they need more color. Yeah. Yeah, they need a little, just a little bit and more And definitely color. Snoop will bring the color. Exactly. <laughs> Did you uh, see the Club Shay Shay interview with Steve Harvey? I seen some of it, but I didn't watch all of it. Because you had told me yourself, like, it was super long, and I was just like, ah. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm like an hour and... 30 in now, but it's it's an amazing, uh, it's one of the best interviews uh, Shannon has done. Oh, wow. Well, I, I've been caught up in so much other stuff. Man. I'm, I'm mad that I didn't. I'm going to definitely. That one was that. good. Uh, I, I got the Cameron and Noriega uh, beef. They finally <laughs> squashed and with yeah. Joe Button. So I had all three of those. I was into that. And um, over like different people having podcasts and then failing. And then, but Joe Budden and Noriega, uh, I mean, uh, Cameron and Noriega, they squashed it. And I really like Cameron's new show, too. I think that's pretty dope. Um, the one with him and Mace, yeah, yeah, the sports show thing. I think that's pretty cool, yeah. So, it, it yeah, I'm really the Stephen A one, No Mercy, with um, uh, and I it came on a while ago, but I just got around listening to it with Miss Pat, was pretty damn good. Oh, okay, I got to check that one out, too. I've been slipping, man. I've been slipping. Yeah, I was like, oh, like, and that came out months ago, and I was like, damn. When it... <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I, the fact that Stephen A can just do lots of times a podcast three days a week and it just be him, like, some days I'm like, yeah. damn, how do you? <laughs> I've been trying to figure that out, too, and I'm like, where is his podcast studio? Because a lot of times he'll have people that are in, like, L.A., and I'm like, I know he goes back and forth. Yeah, so... I don't know if they doing a remote, um, cause it like I think him is when he did the interview with Cube. Cube was somewhere else, but okay. Uh, if you haven't checked out Club Shay Shay, um, No Mercy, 
check them out. Um, but so hopefully our our audio, well, our visual will be. I don't know what's going on with the court, but hopefully y'all get a longer than thirty minute clip next time on YouTube. <laughs> You're right, and then and plus, like we'll be uh, I'm fresh off of work. Yeah, yeah, and then plus my eyes like are dry as all outdoors, <laughs> man. I'm like, yo, like, so I, I think we'll be uh dressed apart and look better yeah, too for so, you guys. So, and I have a haircut too. You guys, yeah. See so, uh, but you you see the setup, you get you get the idea. Um, oh yeah, but we'll catch y'all on the B side, um, in whole hour live. Whole hour live. Peace. <laughs>